0: first off do you think drake's ever killed someone before
1: that's my question oh my god wow you stole my question yeah. that's my icebreaker yeah it is wow okay i
0: was wondering if you were just gonna like go along with it and like let him think i just asked you that
1: yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> i probably should have i think he's been responsible for someone's death i okay. think he ordered a hit and i think he felt really bad about it i think he was wrecked for like weeks racked with guilt he was like
0: don't text, he posts on his story, yeah, like, exactly. don't like don't hit me friends up, friends right A real I'm ones okay. know what's Just going like, on. Yeah, exactly. How do you think Drake shoots a gun?
1: I don't think he does.
0: He like he goes like goes like pew 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 He's like rah rah And <laughs> yeah. then he
1: like twirls the gun around like ha <laughs> And he like and he goes ah Yeah oh my, oh my god, do I be bad? Exactly. Should I be bad? Should I like, <laughs> pew pew <laughs>
0: Yeah you went to a gun ranger was like Whoo
1: Yeah It's, got, ooh, it's got some kick to some it. <laughs> 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 do you think Drake has killed somebody?
0: Uh I agree, I think indirectly. I uh-huh. think so. Yeah, no, he he runs the six like it's the fucking navy, so yeah. I mean I'm
1: scared of the six.
0: Yeah, scared of I'm terrified of the, si- Scare the six the six six next uh, we're driving through beautiful or i don't know beautiful's a strong word but we're driving through the midwest right now It's uh, beautiful I, okay you could say it which raises the point that in your experience traveling or just or touring but or just in traveling in general i'm wondering what are some of your favorite and to be honest least favorite parts of the country
1: i might be shooting myself in the foot here cuz we have a show there but i don't i don't know if i fuck with arizona mm I think I might not like Arizona. I don't
0: know if people that live in Arizona fuck with Arizona, yeah. so I don't think that's shooting yourself in the foot.
1: I like being cold and mm. I, don't, I don't like being hot, so like the further down I get a little uncomfy. But there's not much of the country that I can't find something that I like mm-hmm. in it. I like a lot of the northern states, like some of the Midwestern states and the like Pacific Northwest is really beautiful.
0: And while on tour, what have been some of your favorite interactions with fans?
1: I signed someone's Spanish passport.
0: Oh. Hell yeah. That Make you feel it. very official?
1: Yeah. Also, made me feel like, oh, like, the, the tables have turned. You know <laughs> what I mean? The tables have turned, like, yeah. yeah. We give out a pizza, like, hmm. before the show. Really? For to the first person in line.
0: Oh, God. Okay, oh, that's sweet. And that's
1: been, like, really fun. Because I don't really say anything. I just kind of, like, drop it off. Sometimes we've had to, like, fold the pizza because <laughs> it, like, wouldn't fit. And then sometimes the pizza has been too small, depending on the city. Oh, no. And I just, like, feel bad for the people that get the small pizza. The
0: small, folded, crumpled pizza? The one
1: we did for Chicago was, like... I had to like get creative. It was like two pizzas kind of stacked on top of each other. Okay,
0: the two for one—that's a good package. That's what I'm saying. Lucky first, first person line. There was there were people outside the venue like as early as like 3 p.m. Yeah, the show like, was at we seven. Hadn't even
1: pulled up, like we hadn't even loaded in like for like hours or something. they were already there. It was crazy. It really is... Do you like Central C? Sea?
0: Central C. Sea? This is an interview sea? for you, buddy.
1: I'm. At, I want to ask some, some questions. Okay,
0: Central C, I can kind of get down with. You. I have Let's one
1: question for you. I don't know if I should be asked. I, I might wait till the end of the interview. Okay. To ask okay. Maybe. I've yeah. been wondering.
0: Any horror stories of like nightmare hotels or anything like that from tour? Oh,
1: not really. Like okay. things have been pretty good. I did Electric Forest last year, I think, which is like this festival in Michigan. It's like very like Wook vibes. Trust Fun baby, like white guy dreadlock vibes. Oh yeah. Um, Oh, my gosh, Red Lock Five.
0: Gotcha. Cargo shorts. Yeah, yeah, yeah. DC shoes. For sure.
1: Like, there's nothing there in the town that it was in, in Mm. Michigan. And I stayed in Muskegon. There are clearly, like, families, like, living there and stuff. Mm -hmm. So I felt like I was kind of, like, intruding. Mm. I felt kind of bad for staying there. I've always really liked... Hotels. It was definitely my like fixation when I was a kid was hotels. Like mm-hmm. I really liked the lobbies and like the different rooms and the way like different architectures of like depending on where you are and stuff like yeah, that. Yeah, it
0: varies from like state to state and exactly, stuff like that. Exactly, yeah. yeah.
1: So I'm always hyped to go to a hotel a new hotel.
0: Uh that reminds me of the first hotel we got in New Jersey for the Wonder World tour and it got flooded the night before. So we just had to go to a different one.
1: Oh my god. Yeah, I remember hearing about that.
0: Yeah, no, yeah. We stayed. the one that we stayed at was like connected to an IHOP. It was like yeah. an IHOP hotel combination. And there were just like three doors that just say do not enter on pieces of paper just like taped to them. And I was like...
1: That's crazy.
0: Next, let's say tomorrow, a fast any fast food restaurant in the world hits you up and goes, April, this little music thing that you got going, it's pretty all right. But it's time you break into the food industry mm-hmm. and we'll give you a billion dollars to do it. Uh-huh. What fast food restaurant is that? And what is the Underscores meal?
1: The Underscores meal? I think like it's fire to do it at McDonald's because there's already been so many like artist meals. But I would make it like... Abhorrent. Like I would, it would be like <laughs> like a packet of like mustard mm. and like two bottles of water, a fillet of fish with no bun. Oh, <laughs> I think i think that would be the underscores meal just
0: like no nutrition no even and like maybe enjoyability like a, maybe
1: like a mcflurry and then i think i would be like the way sweetie did like the the like here's how you eat it like you do like the mix-ins and shit i'd be like okay you put the mustard packet like in, <laughs> in the in McFlurry, mcflurry and then, then you, you get a little you take, yeah i think that would be the underscores meal
0: next what can you tell me about this playlist
1: Hormone Replacement Therapy. This is my personal Drake playlist. I'm very proud of it. I've been adding to it like the past week because For All the Dogs came out. Okay, of course. I'm very proud of this playlist. Drake is my number one artist. I thought they were
0: going to say inspiration.
1: (laughs) Low key that too. Okay,
0: awesome. Did he he place on like your Spotify rap last year or something?
1: I think he's been the number one for the past two years and he will be absolute. like there's no competition for this year as well because like For All the Dogs came out.
0: Okay, you're rocking with it so far?
1: There's like, there's some like really really good songs. It's also like I'm not gonna listen all the way through. Mm. It's
0: what like an hour and a half long. Yeah, it's an hour and a half long. Yeah.
1: But Drake's like, Drake's for the playlist girls, Mm. you know (laughs) what I mean?
0: Next, something I've always really appreciated about your music is just how much time and consideration you like put into all your visuals. It's like, it's not just the music, it's the visualizers and the music videos and everything like that. Thank you. So I'm wondering, I found one of the most interesting parts of the wall socket rollout is that, correct me if I'm wrong, but every single music video is shot on an iPhone? Yes. Right. So I'm wondering like if you could walk us through like the decision making behind that.
1: It's mainly Io, Io, Deji. I've just worked with him on like every video I think since like I started doing videos he just like cracked some crazy like iPhone swag before he started making videos for the album Mm -hmm. and I was just kind of like okay like we should just full in that because I really liked the way it looked and like the Treatments that he put on it and stuff like that, and I didn't realize how far it could go till we like got on set and it was like all this crazy tech, and then the camera was just like an iPhone. It's like an
0: iPhone with like fifty thousand pieces of shit around it. Yeah. yeah,
1: the person that came for Steadicam for the first couple days brought this like ninety thousand dollar like <laughs> machine to like view what was being shot on the iPhone, Mm -hmm. which I thought was, like, really funny. The ties to the iPhone and and the project, like, go a little bit back because, like, Fishmonger and Fearmonger were, like, all the vocals I just did in voice memo and stuff like that. Which is still insane
0: to me, yeah.
1: (laughs) Yeah, so I wanted to keep the, like, I don't know. I think it's an important thing where you can be, like, oh, I have this, like, tool on me. Mm -hmm. Like, I can just, not like that, but, like, I (laughs) (laughs) But, like, I'm carrying the iPhone everywhere I go. Like, I can just make art. Whenever with what I currently have, some of those like big iPhone videos that they do like commissions for and stuff like mm-hmm. that, like feel a little unrealistic because they're like using a bunch of this like crazy tech with the iPhone and stuff like that. But like even stuff like like the locals video that was just kind of like we just showed up like there's no 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 fancy tech went into that video. <laughs> I really like the look of how it turned out. It's very like cold and very blue, very blue. Yeah. yeah.
0: Hell Yeah. And on a similar note considering how much time you spend curating this public like persona of underscores I'm wondering like how do you approach things like this interview fitting into like, I guess like the underscores like cinematic universe?
1: I'm, I'm really stoked that we're doing this like road trip thing because it's like Coffee Run. Did you ever watch Coffee Run? not familiar now. It's like Dead Mouse used to do these interviews oh, really? where he would go get coffee with like other artists. And there's one where he gets coffee with Dylan Francis and Skrillex. Oh, oh and awesome. And they're in like Toronto. They play like this like Kill the Noise song and they're like blasting it. <laughs> and it's like, I think they get noticed or something. But that video like is like a mainstay in like my household. Like it comes on, like we just put it on the TV and watch the whole thing and it's like very like boring, Mm -hmm. but it's fire. It's a good background noise. Yeah. Exactly. So I'm like super stoked to be doing this. And I think the fact that it's like y'all planned it so that it was so immersed in the world. I like really appreciate that. I'm so it's glad. Fire.
0: Yeah, no, of course. Yeah, no, I like as soon as we like came over to this area, I was like, oh, yeah, OK. Yeah, yeah this yeah. is yeah. it. Next, uh, Wall Socket struck me as the, ty- as the kind of narrative that you could uniquely spend like a fucking eternity writing. So I'm wondering like how did you like at what point did you know that the album was done and that it was like ready for the world to see?
1: It was a little bit rushed, I think because, like, I signed and stuff like that. So it was, like, the first time I ever had someone, like, really waiting on me to release something. So, like, that's why, like, there's a different vinyl version for Locals and stuff like that. I would have liked to have, like, spent more time on it, I think. And there's, like, a lot of loose ends I wish I had, like, like ironed out. So I don't think it was fully 100% what... It could have been. I still think there's a way to kind of like retroactively kind of close everything out, hoping to do that in like the coming months or year or whatever.
0: On that topic, the other day on Instagram, you mentioned that there was what like a like a dozen versions of locals before you eventually like or a dozen versions of the second track of the album before you settled on locals. Oh
1: yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah.
0: So, money like that raises the point that I think like anyone can relate to that feeling of like having to like kill your darlings, <laughs> like <laughs> and, and just and, like you know. Put something that you really love like to rest for the benefit of something else somebody like how did you did you struggle with that at all during the creation of wall and if so how did you push through it
1: 100% yeah track two is just like I take ordering it very seriously or whatever like but to like a really stubborn annoying <laughs> point uh, no, like a Taurus vibe track two is difficult because I couldn't find like track two needed to be kind of like the banger as it like usually is i don't know i just tried so many different they're not even versions of locals really like they're just other like banger songs that just like didn't work i eventually ended up on locals with gabby and i like went into releasing it not knowing how i felt about it like hmm. i wasn't really crazy about it and then it was like really well received like i didn't see a lot of like hate for it really just some sort of like comparisons to like paramour this is why and like flatline frost not Open. bad things and, like, to be compared to that's what to. i'm saying yeah. like, was, like i like i'm not not in like technologic like i'm not definitely not mad at this yeah. a lot of these songs took like several tries several different attempts at the same sort of goal Mm -hmm. Um, Whereas, like, in earlier stuff, it was just kind of like... Once the song was done, it was kind of, like, done. But this time, I think there was, like... I had to figure out what, like, the message of each song was before I, like, went into it. And then I would try to get the message through many, many times. Mm -hmm. Locals isn't the only one. Like, Johnny took forever. Oh, I can imagine, yeah. 77 Dog Years took forever.
0: And have you ever considered doing, like, maybe, like, a wall socket, like, B-sides or anything like that to, like, flush those out more? or Yeah,
1: I think that's, like, I would love to do that. I'm not sure I have to coordinate with, like, the label and everything. And, like, if I did it the way I wanted to, it would be kind of, like, I don't know, it's always expensive. <laughs> 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 so,
0: I, I, I will say, like, uh, wall socket is unbelievably fucking ambitious for what i can imagine was like not not a shoestring budget but like you're not not a
1: shoestring but like we sunk a lot of money into it and like that was a huge reason as to like why i signed is to be able to do something that was like super wide and like if i ended up doing b-sides i would love to like do like maybe more videos or something like that so we'll see
0: i really appreciate that like you know it being like the hometown tour i appreciate that it really felt like a communal effort in the way that you brought all those animators on to get the visuals done like it feels very much like like it takes a village sort of thing which is like a hundred percent which feels appropriate for Yeah. yeah
1: i try and do as much stuff as i can myself but i think like especially now that the ambition is larger it absolutely takes a village um and i'm just stoked that like a lot of the people on the team are taking like my silly like ideas, like the money and stuff like that. And mm-hmm. just, that was like, so fun. Making it happen, so fun. <laughs> which is like really cool. Absolutely takes a village. I'm not the only person doing it, but yeah. Ah. Uh, Wait, your notes are so long. I I can't I can't see any yeah, of that. No,
0: what are you trying to copy my homework?
1: Was, uh, I I I've, something I learned recently is like my like how bad my eyesight is. I got an eye exam, and the guy was like, "Are you nearsighted or farsighted?" And I was like, "I think I'm farsighted." And then I did the eye exam, and he said, "You're actually
0: both." Like one in each eye, or.
1: No, I think it's like when something's too close, I can't see it, and when something's too far, I can't see it. So it's just like this like super narrow window. Crazy, wow. And it's kicking my ass right now because I broke my glasses and I just haven't been wearing glasses. So I can't, I can't read any of that, but it's paragraphs, I can see paragraphs.
0: Right, I think an unfortunate reality of making art is that for every idea you bang your head against, like locals, there's going to be another one that ends up on the cutting room floor. So I'm wondering, like, obviously working on that many that many things, like back to back to back, especially, you know, Wallsock is not a short album. I can imagine there were maybe times where you were feeling like burnt out while working on it. And I'm wondering, like, how did you push through that?
1: I like working with like projects, like albums. I think having like a creative goal, like I feel like I need to have some sort of concrete goal in order to like feel fulfilled, I guess. And it's the full package like the package is the end goal yeah I definitely got burnt out a lot because I just like couldn't figure something out or like I couldn't find the right like you know variable sort of I don't know I think the process was pretty frustrating Mm -hmm. actually I think like making the music was like a little bit frustrating but like listening back to it I was like oh okay
0: and that raises the point because Wall Socket is such a huge leap forward in terms of like immersion and like world building for you um, in making the album or now do you feel any sort of like scope creep in the way that like oh, like, you know, this is really big and I have to one-up myself again, like, sort of thing. Do you have any, and if so, or how are you rectifying that?
1: I think whatever the next thing's gonna be is gonna be, like, way less scope, probably. I think the thing I'm realizing is, like, the team was still very small for all of this, and, like, the route could be making something that's, like, bigger in the future. And, like, maybe I'll go back on that but I think whatever the next thing is I imagine like it'll be the people that listen to me are growing up kind of so like I feel like w- the approach I have to do ha- has to be maybe a little more subtle and less like ham-fisted but like this project was definitely it's like for the kids mm-hmm. so I was you know what I mean like I think it's there's like storybook morals in it that I think are like I'm kind of assuming the like median age of my fan base is like 16 or something so I felt like it was like okay, you've been the, to
0: enough shows to yeah. yeah
1: I was like okay so that seems like this is like if I'm thrust into this position I should probably be speaking to them or whatever so this project is very like big it's very like cinematic it's very like the morals are supposed to be pretty like clear cut I was trying to match the kind of like storybook thing with like a kind of super wide ambitious sort of world around it I definitely think whatever the next thing's going to be it was probably dialed back a little but I love immersion so I don't think I'll ever stop doing something immersive but yeah
0: next i think anybody that's talked to an anr for longer than like four seconds will understand that uh when you're starting out your idea of what the music industry is like often doesn't really line up with reality so i'm wondering like as someone who took that step of signing and whatnot i'm wondering do you have any advice for artists who are maybe beginning to experience a little bit of traction and are maybe a little like Disenchanted by, like, what they're finding out, like, what the reality of the music industry is like.
1: For sure. I think, like, like, you gotta start developing a bullshit detector. Like, I think with A&Rs especially, it's really good practice to sort of be like, okay, what are you, like, wh- what are the, like, nuggets within all of the, like, shit that you're saying that are, like, the actual information that i need to hear from you or whatever because right. most of it's like i mean i'm just like a, am just like a fan first like you just like <laughs> hit me up whenever like if you need a anything like i'm a fan over Always like any, here for you, i'm bro. like oh, like i'm a fan more than anything you know and it's like they're just like talking or whatever developing that was really important i took my sweet time mm-hmm. like i was getting wined and dined and shit and i was mm-hmm. like extending it for as long as possible. <laughs> yeah.
0: No, I remember, I remember, oh yeah, I mean, it was Daniel Cybertrash who told me like, literally like, make them fly you out. Because That's what I'm the, saying. They're like going to, That's what so I'm saying. Like, like, make them. There's
1: money, like it's, it's couch cushion money. Yeah. Like, to fly you out, you know what I mean? So like, definitely do that. That's fire. You know, there's people like, Quinn that are entirely independent and just still make amazing art and creative decisions and stuff like that. I don't think it's necessary to sign. I signed because I kind of hit a point where I was like, I don't know what else I'm like living for other than to like do this, I guess. So like, I should just like Oh, cows! <laughs> <Sorry>. <laughs> Um, Like, I should just kind of Hail Mary and, like, do the sort of ambitious things that I've always wanted to do. Mm -hmm. And if I'm in debt for the rest of my life, like, whatever. (laughs) I guess, like, that was kind of the thing. Mm -hmm. I also think, like, treating whatever deal is being presented with you as, like, a loan from a bank rather than, like, a team of people. The stuff that they promise you, if it's, like you know sync opportunities or like just help on like creative direction or something is like never really promised I think like if you're independent already you sort of need to keep the independent mindset I think because you're the only person that can like guide your project creatively in the way that you want to viewing it as like okay this is money for me to continue doing what I'm already doing and stuff like that rather than this is a team of people that are going to help me I think was really important. The money is the only thing that's like guaranteed in mm-hmm. the deal. At the end of the day, everything else is circumstantial.
0: And you teamed up with Jane Remover, Henhouse, and Gabby Start for a few of the songs on Wall Socket. And I'm wondering, considering that Wall Socket's narrative is one of your own creation, I'm wondering like how did you go about like bringing other people into it? Did you like write songs with them in mind, or did you write them together with them? Or
1: yeah, I think so. I, I wrote with them like together and sort of explained like what the kind of purpose I was thinking of for each song was I think with Gabby it was a little more freeform because I wanted it to be kind of like a catch-all like welcome to the world of plastic beach type vibe. Mm -hmm. Hen House for example like they fit a very specific Venn diagram that that song is like about. Being able to talk about that with them I think was like really important for that song. No fucking way. What? Cows? This is a giant skeleton. Oh, my God. There's a giant That's skeleton. That's crazy. Let's go.
0: Name's uh, Dewey, right? Yeah. Right, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah He yeah. found a new home. Mm-hmm. Yeah. A little bit bigger than last time we saw him. A little him. bit, yeah. He, he hit puberty. He, yeah, he grew up. Wow, this is just a, a landmine or, or like a fucking minefield of stuff that it is like. We saw we saw a, a giant pink version of the, uh, yeah, of yeah, the yeah. fishmonger um, water tower. It's crazy. We're in a town called Leroy right now. Yeah,
1: with the Jane one. She just kind of picked up on it kind of immediately.
0: She got the assignment.
1: Like we yeah, she got the assignment. We were good. It's also
0: so funny that this is like the third time you two have you and Jane have like dropped albums within a month of each other.
1: Yeah, I know. It's fire. We're like
0: <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, you're synced up. We're synced up. Which raises the point that you got ahead of her this time, but uh last time this cycle little thing happened, uh Fearmonger dropped three weeks uh bef- or no, three weeks after Frailty. Yeah. Um and when I think back to that period, like that week when Frailty dropped, I remember a lot of, like, half-joking but still, like, pretty somber conversations with, like, my friends that make music. And they were all, like, fuck, I have to scrap, like, everything I'm working on right now. Like, the bar has been raised. Like, I can't, like, if it's not a competition, but if it is, Jane is winning. So, like, I'm wondering, like, if not with Jane specifically, have there ever been any moments like that where you've, like, had anxiety about, like, being, like, musically leapfrogged
1: in a way? I remember when I was, like, 15, I put a song out on SoundCloud and someone was, like uninstalling Ableton. And I like didn't get it. I was like, why would you do that? (laughs) Or whatever. And I didn't realize it was like a joke. I think I got to a point where I was kind of just like, okay, every person that makes art has their own series of like Venn diagrams that only they can claim. Like where you grew up, what your identities are, stuff you heard in the car as a kid or something, all of that stuff. It's like all of those things come together and then like there's no one person that can make the art that comes from those things that you can. Like, I'm definitely super inspired by, like, a lot of the people in the scene, especially, like, these super big kind of landmark projects like Frailty and stuff like that. But I don't think I get super envious anymore. I think I'm just kind of, like, like, (laughs) go. cheerleader vibes that's like soundcloud mentality i think that i had to like unlearn is the kind of like competitions with your friends and stuff like that like trying to be like who's who can make the the craziest shit or whatever i think like i've been trying to unlearn that
0: it's a special i feel like it's especially common in like dubstep circles exactly
1: because right? yeah. that's all you have is like the cra- what's the craziest sound you can make Mm -hmm.
0: Yeah, like, I I remember in an interview once you mentioned... or You you referred to it as, like, a a giant, like, dick-measuring contest. It is.
1: It's just, like, dick-swinging. All of that mentality stuff, like, still loved upset, But I had to, like, be like, oh, you can do different things. with. Like, you can change the form of the song. It doesn't have to be the same form for every song. Whatever I make, like, I can, like, give away all my stems. I can show people how I made all this stuff. It's not gonna, like, make a... Like, no one's gonna make the exact art that I do. I don't think anyone should want that. I think it should make the art that's inherently them because that's what they can claim and stuff.
0: If you could be reincarnated as anything, what would you want to be reincarnated as?
1: I feel like I'd want like something with like a really short life.
0: <laughs> like fly short? Yeah. Twenty like twenty four hours to like a week? Yeah. Really?
1: It's probably like a whole different
0: Vibe. A whole different value system. Oh, something that takes, like, five minutes. Yeah, that's nothing to us. But, like, that could be, like, a quarter of your life if you're a fly.
1: Yeah, like, I wouldn't want to be, like, the sun or some shit. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> the
0: sun. <laughs> and with the wall socket rollout, the AirPods Max have become a bit of, an, of a uniform for you. So I'm wondering if you give us your elevator pitch for why they are or why they aren't worth the $500. Yo,
1: you asked this to Alden. Oh, I did. Yeah, this is the Alden I question. Did. That's
0: crazy, yeah.
1: Well, it's not my fault. You all like. We're all wearing AirPods Maxes. Mm-hmm. what it all didn't say
0: it was like he said they're good for uh, like a reference to like what like average headphones sound like so you're not mixing on like one thousand dollar like bear yeah. dynamics or whatever it's like you know like they still sound good but it's like what the average listener will listen to it on
1: i made wall socket on it it was like a pain though because like it, there it was bluetooth so mm-hmm. like there was like latency
0: oh god that sounds fucking horrible why'd you put yourself through that
1: i don't know because i got the headphones and then i was like okay well like i, might, I gotta use them like Every waking hour of every day. But every time I got a call, it would like disconnect. It would be so annoying and like able to crash. Oh no. It's horrible. Yeah. But they sound great. Mm. Um, I wouldn't recommend it.
0: Gotcha. <laughs> Next, I came up with a little segment for you. Last night, I went around uh, in the crowd at the show, and I asked a few questions, no and I have them here. You're doing recon. Uh, yes, and what I want you to tell me is basically, I have these questions. I'm gonna say them, and then I want you to guess the likelihood of the people in your crowd having like an answer like immediately to it. So either on or on like a scale from like. What the fuck are you talking about to like having an answer immediately? I asked them, what's your favorite YouTube poop?
1: Ooh. I think it might be like halfway in the middle, but if they have an Elena hat, it's like immediately.
0: Gotcha. Oh, you know what? I might have fucked up I might I only inter or I didn't only interview people with Elena hats, but I interviewed a lot of people with Elena hats.
1: Okay. So well I- if they had Elena hats then immediately. Okay,
0: I might be skewing the results here a little bit. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Uh, stop the count. But
1: stop the count, stop the count.
0: Every single person had one. Like off That's the top crazy. of it. Yeah, I got a lot of uh Fest fe- Feshpins it's the best of Bel- one of Blair. Yeah, that's your favorite. I
1: I know it by heart.
0: Awesome. There was somebody in the crowd that said they could recite it because they've seen it like five hundred exactly. times. Exactly.
1: There's a video of someone like reciting it in their bedroom, and they like they move their bed so that it's in front of the door, mm-hmm. so that no one could come in. And at one point, someone tries like their sister or something tries to come in, and he's like, "No, stop." <laughs> but <laughs> it it's fire
0: the next one i asked is what's your favorite creepy pasta?"
1: i think that one's a little like on the lower side you think so i think if everyone had to an answer to it i think you got like very similar answers gotcha like squidward suicide
0: uh, i I didn't i was hoping to get a squidward suicide no or squidward suicide no i got um a lot of jeff the killer it's
1: squidward suicide <laughs>
0: <laughs> sorry <laughs> and the next i asked uh what's your favorite puzzle game
1: i think that's like at the bottom really you get all a portal.
0: I, that's the most popular answer yeah, yeah. for sure Portal 2 yeah. that makes sense you know your fan base well yeah. you know your demo but they're
1: probably <laughs> just me like, that's yeah. they,
0: like. I, I realized in the middle of the show I was like I'm a fucking idiot why didn't I ask favorite rhythm game
1: oh yeah
0: I fucked up I should have asked favorite there's rhythm game
1: there's probably some osu heads in there
0: Oh uh, yeah, I wouldn't be surprised. Maybe some like Beat Saber people. But
1: Six Impala is huge on Geometry Dash. Like, we low-key run Geometry Dash. Okay, well, I, I don't want to start beef or anything, but like...
0: Yeah, everybody else who thinks they're big on Geometry Dash, um...
1: Um, <laughs> <laughs> uh, think again.
0: And then the next one I asked is, what's your favorite Monster Cat song?
1: I bet a lot of people said Flight because they couldn't think of anything else.
0: We only got one answer. You want to guess what it was? Ooh. Wasn't
1: Flight. Okay. Is it like a big one? Rogue Adventure Time? If Rogue, <laughs> I, w- I f- fuck. I'm Crab trying to remember. Crab Brave. Okay, it was Orbit by World. Whoa, that's a crazy. That's a crazy pick. Okay, so whoever that is, get like, topped in.
0: I think that was the guy that I, I like interviewed him, and then like a couple minutes later, he was like, "Oh, what's your guy's YouTube by the way?" And I was like, "Oh, backlight." And he's like, "You're backlight Noah." Yeah, <laughs> I was like, "Bro, I've been talking to you for like five minutes." That's like, fire.
1: I think my favorite Monster Cat song is "Disconnected." Disga- that's a good Techboard one. Board nerds. Oh my
0: god, that's a great one. Yeah. And then I had, what's your favorite video game soundtrack?
1: I bet they said Minecraft.
0: There was a neon white. There was a. Oh, someone probably said Undertale. Undertale, yeah. I yep. know there was Undertale, yeah. I don't remember exactly what the other ones, but they were like the usual suspects.
1: Anyone see Mirror's Edge? Mirrors Edge,
0: no, but that is an amazing soundtrack. Yeah. That fucking main theme, dun 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 dun.
1: And it's Portal 2. Like it's like they both have Still Alive. They're like, both really good soundtracks.
0: I literally remember like crying to the main theme in, in Mirrors Edge, I just found it like so beautiful when I was like nine years old.
1: Just some Swedish woman or whatever being like, <laughs> oh.
0: you hear it, like playing in the credits after that ending. Like, I know, and they're like hugging. Yeah, and then I had, what's your favorite regular show character?
1: Did people say Mordecai?
0: Every single person answered the same thing.
1: Wow. Pops?
0: Pop, that's a bold choice. Pops is a good character. I like him. I feel like he's overhated. Oh, so I guess
1: it's Rigby then. Yeah, it's fucking, yeah, of okay. course it's Rigby. Yeah. Yeah, no.
0: Every single person said Rigby. And I was like, and I think every single person used the word. He's just a mischievous little guy.
1: Yeah, he's just a little Yeah, I was gonna say. I was like, he's just a little guy. Yeah, like he's I was a like, guy. that's definitely what is yeah. But he has like a really good arc. Like mm-hmm. by the end of the show, he's like super mature. Mordecai is like Jealous of the fact that like Rigby is like growing up. Yeah, it's a weird they do like a little flip-flop situation Yeah, yeah, I really fuck with it
0: We're gonna like pull in and get gas after this and the first pump We're gonna go to is gonna have like one of those like I did that stickers on it
1: There was like a whole year where I kept saying let's go Brandon and I had to, like stop doing that gotcha cuz it's just like a Funny phrase
0: and then the final question that I asked is what's your favorite sport to play?
1: Yeah, they didn't have an answer. Yeah, nobody
0: actually. Of the people that I interviewed, every single one of them, except for one guy, said, I I don't play a sport. One guy had played a sport for 10 years. You want to guess what the sport was? Bowling. Bowling. That would be funny. No, hockey.
1: Yeah, okay. Hockey.
0: Yeah. Canadian. Yeah. Oh, no, I I forgot to ask, but he didn't sound Canadian. Yeah,
1: I was like, there's no one from the lacrosse team at my show.
0: (laughs) I played lacrosse. The fuck? Yeah. What? Why are you looking at me weird? What the fuck? Is that that outlandish? Nah, you played the cross. Yeah, I played the Yeah.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Yo, did you know my first song is called Leroy Jenkins? Are you serious? ever? Like yeah. ever ever? Well, not. Like like the first underscore song. Oh, really? It's okay. called Leroy Jenkins original mix. Gotcha.
0: Is it still around on the internet or
1: I'm sure the kids will find it somehow.
0: And now I'm wondering, like what are some of the biggest you uh, lessons you learned, either in terms of creative expression or just in terms of like the business like rollout side of things, going from fishmonger to fearmonger to wall
1: socket. I think, like I started realizing that everything can be like an extension of the art social media posts the way you type Mm. and stuff going into wall socket i wanted to be really intentional about like how involved i was being with fishmonger and Fearmonger. i didn't realize that i wasn't fully ready to have like people i didn't know kind of look to me for anything i think with wall socket i wanted there to be kind of a middleman even if that's like the album itself or like interviews like this Mm -hmm. or something where it's like this is the medium at which people can like learn more about me rather than directly from me. I wanted there to be always be like a degree of separation in between.
0: Next, I mentioned it earlier, but uh, we went for the first time on the Wonderworld tour in November 2022. And coming away from that, I was like a little frustrated that I was like, you know, in all these cities for the first time, like experiencing all these amazing things. But I had to go like, it was like such like yeah. fast paced and I didn't have like a moment to like stop and like take it in until it was all over. So I'm wondering like, considering you went straight from dropping an album into immediately going on tour and you know overseeing an ARG and all these different things, I'm wondering like how have you been handling this like increased like pace?
1: I really like it. That's probably something I gotta like address with myself though, like my need to always be like doing like something or having work like lined up for me. I wish like going on tour and stuff I could have stayed a little longer in the new places I visited. Like we went to Montreal. It was like kind of a bad time. Mm. But, like I've only heard good things about Montreal. so I think I just didn't see like like it was like raining and we were hauling a bunch of lighting equipment up like a, a bunch of flights of stairs and stuff like that. I don't think I had the ideal Montreal experience. and I think if I had like, you know stayed an extra day or something, I would have been able to explore and see a lot more. But I'm also just grateful to see all these places regardless
0: next you play with a lot of themes of horror on wall socket and i understand that you're quite the tier list aficionado so i have a horror movie tier list with me i was wondering if you could rank them from best to worst
1: cloverfield i'm gonna put an a tier hell yeah if 10 cloverfield lane was in here Mm -hmm. it would be s tier
0: oh god yeah that movie's incredible that movie's
1: really good actually cloverfield goes in b really how come um i think maybe when i'm comparing it Nah, you're right. It's <laughs> here for sure. It's here for sure. I really like the Shining. I think Shining can be S. Unfriended, C. Okay. I enjoyed it.
0: Oh, yeah. I I thought it was either going to go S or F for you, because I know you had an interesting story the time you saw it in theaters with your friends.
1: Yeah, I I had a great time.
0: sounded like your friend didn't, though.
1: Yeah, my friend did not have a great time. Mm -hmm. Uh, Texas Chainsaw, that can go top of S. I just watched I Know What You Did last summer. Mm -hmm. I think it's going to go B tier. Hell, yeah. I like the nautical town vibe. Saw can go top of A. I really like the first one. I haven't seen the other ones, though. The first Saw being in just like one room, I think, is really cool. I'm low-key putting it in D tier. I really didn't like the structure of it where it was just like mm-hmm. normal scene, scary scene, normal scene, scary scene. Yeah, like funny haha, ha, like
0: quips and shit. Yeah. yeah.
1: Blair Witch, B tier. I know, like, the ending is supposed to be like super, like, oh, you just don't get it. Mm hmm. But I don't like it. Really? I <laughs> like, I think
0: the entire movie is like actually pretty poorly made and insufferable until like the final twenty minutes. Really? I, I think like I think the rest of the movie is like all the characters they just hate each other. They're yeah, just annoying. That's true. They're like pissy at each other. They just like have zero chemistry it's not interesting the documentary that they were making would have sucked if the blair witch shit didn't happen
1: yeah Um, i think the stuff that came after it like marble Hornets or mm -hmm. whatever i think could go way higher but i think it's like a pretty seminal movie the purge i'm gonna put it in v tier okay i enjoy the purge like i i I really like the concept and i I know people were pissed that it was like a home invasion and not like a like they could have done more with it Mm -hmm. and i think with anarchy they did do more of it and that movie's really good definitely better than the first purge but i also really like the first purge like i like the vibe
0: what would you during do during the purge
1: vibe vibe
0: <laughs> what i do every day uh, vibe
1: yeah i would do me Hostel can go here yeah just like
0: worse saw I,
1: I don't know i guess it's cool in that it's like emotionally kind of conflicting where it's like you don't really fuck with these characters and then they get taken apart and you're like oh shit
0: there are a handful of like amazing um scenes throughout like the the series like the fucking achilles scene yeah uh, yeah, yeah, yeah uh, the uh, achilles
1: God. scene and i really like the idea like i'm glad there's like a movie about rich people doing that as like a pastime i think that's like a good concept in the same way like the purge is a good concept evil dead i'm gonna put a A tier i haven't seen all of them and i actually like the one from like 2014 or whatever the gore doesn't even really look like gore but it's like ridiculous Mm. i don't know i really like that one
0: i haven't seen it but i've listened to the soundtrack and I, i love the soundtrack
1: final destination c tier yeah but I really like the concept of it.
0: Yeah, it's a it's a cool concept. It just feels like they never got the quite the right writers behind it. Yeah,
1: in the trailer, there's this part where this woman's getting LASIK, mm-hmm. and Ooh. I was always really scared of that because I was like ten when I saw that and I was like horrified. Mm-hmm. But then when I watched the scene, I was like, oh, that's not that bad. Yeah, like I thought the thing that opens her eyes was going to keep opening until oh. it like split her eye open, Ooh. and I was like, that was horrifying. But no, it was just you just get a laser to the eye. Yeah, I'm low key a fake fan. I haven't seen most of these Scream. I might just put an S. Paranormal Activity can go in C tier.
0: Above it? Dang, that's tough. (laughs) You're right.
1: You're right. Same tier. What else have I seen? The Conjuring. This might be a hot take. I think it's like B. I remember watching it and not being that crazy about it. Mm -hmm. But the thing that's not in this tier list, Insidious. Insidious is like S tier for me. Gotcha. Hell yeah. I love that movie. It's like very, very effective. Like I haven't seen Human Centipede. I haven't seen The Fly, but... I think both The Fly and The Human Centipede are like ones that like I don't want to watch.
0: Have you seen any of Cronenberg's stuff? No. No? He's like, I don't know, he's just very goopy, yeah, very yeah, yeah. like...
1: I've seen like scenes from The Fly and stuff like that where I'm like... Ugh. Yeah,
0: The Fly is definitely him at his most like slimy. And, For sure. Like,
1: I've seen The Thing, like the original one. I don't remember it though, so I feel like I can't like place it.
0: It's like one of my favorite horror movies. I know, movies. I know it's like right one now, of April. the like...
1: Yeah, I gotta, I gotta rewatch. Oh, okay. This one, I'm I'm glad I saved this one for last. Sinister is the top.
0: Really? Yeah. Okay.
1: I love Sinister. The kind of, like, twist at the end is, like, really, really well done. I like the videotapes. Ethan Hawke is, like, a funny guy. I really like Sinister. Like, Sinister was, like, one of my favorite horror movies. Sinister 2... go an F tier. Really? Yeah. They lost the plot. They lost the plot.
0: Considering how different WallSocket is from everything you've previously released, I'm wondering how do you look back on your earlier music, maybe as far back as like Papaya and Friends?
1: I'm glad that it's like out there. I feel a bit weird about the Papaya videos just because like I wasn't fully there yet. But the music itself, I think it's important for people to see like evolution with artists both in like the person they are in like just the music itself i don't want to like retroactively take anything down or whatever i think it's important to preserve that
0: i've seen two like very like diametrically opposed like views to that there's the people who you know want that to like the history of like you know how they metamorphosize like over time and like change and whatnot uh, but then you know there are like other folks who decide that like no, I want my current artistic direction to dictate how, like, you view the stuff that I've released and whatnot, which I I think they're both equally right in different ways.
1: Yeah, they're both super valid. I think there's, like, a level of boundaries that I think is important to set. Like, I don't want people, like, digging shit up from when I was in, like, high school, like, personal stuff or whatever. That just seems kind of, like, invasive. If I've put out a piece of art where I have to, like, deal with the fact that it's, like, it's going to be there forever, making peace with that and just being, like, okay there's all this like music from when I was singing like super low and like I've just kind of changed a lot as a person over time and like referred to myself differently and stuff I think it's like still important for people to see what I came from to where I am now and like to be able to like compare the two is just important for people's own kind of personal things like oh if she can get to here then I can t- get to here or whatever like I think that's important.
0: look like it's not easy reaching that conclusion.
1: Yeah, yeah. yeah. I definitely have had a lot of moments where I'm like oh I gotta scrub everything mm-hmm. and I just sort of realize that it's kind of futile.
0: Because of how different like wall socket is from everything you've put out previously it makes your decision to reuse the second verse from Kinko's Field Trip um, at the end of Uncanny Long Arms, like predict, like stand out particularly. So I'm wondering, like, can you walk us through like the, your decision making for that one?
1: That was mainly like, I had made the first half of the song with Jane, and then realized that the original demo i made for kinko's was the exact same tempo and key oh wow and i was like oh this could be like a really good callback and i think also the fact that i don't include the word anymore in it to recontextualize the lyrics into what like is happening in the story i think makes it feel like more of like an epiphany kind of i just felt like it kind of lined up in a good way
0: talking about this one with one of my friends and they were like I wonder if there's like some deeper meaning to it and I was like honestly it might just be that it would like, like sound good it might just good. be
1: that it sounded good yeah, yeah. Like, they're, they're, <laughs> have,
0: have you I'm wondering have you seen any instances like that of people on like dissecting wall socket obviously you know that that's bound to happen but I'm wondering like, have you seen like people like dissecting details that you were like I just did it because it sounded good
1: you know fully coolly. yes that's like the entire show is kind of just that where it's like oh well this is like about like depression and growing up and like i guess there's some themes of that but the creator's just like i don't know i just wanted the girl to like hold the base the whole time like, <laughs> the, just, curtains, are blue, it's yeah. the <laughs> curtains are blue exactly i think it's important for people to have their own interpretations of art pretty much immediately once i put it out it wasn't it doesn't feel like mine anymore that's like a very internal feeling like i know a lot about wall socket but i like didn't I wasn't involved in it or something. It's up to me. It's like my responsibility to make sure the messaging is like as clear-cut as I need it to be, especially with these harder topics. And I think like had I spent a little more time on it, maybe the messages could have been clearer than they are. I think it's a little bit murky, murkier than I thought, I guess. Like the fish song, for example. That was sort of me just like verbatim explaining what happened to this like random fish. That's like a real story and yeah. stuff, but it doesn't really have much of a meaning to me, personally. I just felt like, oh, this is, like, metaphorical or whatever. <laughs> like, yeah, I think people can draw their own conclusions mm-hmm. from it if they wanted to. And it can mean something for them that it doesn't for me. And I think that's, like, a really cool thing that you can do with music and art in general. Is to allow people to engage with it in ways that you couldn't have, like, predicted yourself.
0: You mentioned, like, the Fish song. Like, the Fish song, to me, I listened to it probably, like, a hundred times when I, when I visited Monterey for the first time. Crazy. And it, like, Monterey, like... It's, like, Blue Hour, like, 24-7. like, Monterey
1: as fuck. Yeah. That's, like, super Monterey.
0: I can imagine you really thing, like, oh, I'm gonna write about Monterey in this, but it's, like, you know, it's, like, there's stuff like that where people interpret it in ways that you never would have saw coming, and that could be a really beautiful thing. Exactly.
1: Like, I, there's probably people that listen to WallSocket in, like, a city or something, and associate it with the city. I really like how digital art kind of decays. Like, an album will be super hype when it comes out, and then it'll die down, and then some people will revisit it later, some people won't revisit it at all. People will, like, make remixes, chop it up, like, do...
0: Especially once those stems drop
1: exactly it's like decaying that what it originally was Mm -hmm. and i think that's like really cool Mm -hmm. the wabi-sabi or whatever the fuck that is i think that's like just a really cool consequence of putting art out like on the internet
0: and while i was putting together questions for this i had a lot of my friends ask me to ask you questions about the arg which i'm not gonna do because i think the magic of that is a very special thing and i don't want to spoil that here but I will say it is extremely extensive. It's a lot more involved than I thought it was going to be going in. Which was really interesting to me because the overwhelming majority of people that are checking out the album are listening to it, appreciating it, but they're not gonna dive in all these websites and these Instagram accounts and you know all these like different like Google Maps locations and all this different stuff. So I'm wondering, how did you approach making like such an extensive like addition to the album knowing that like You know, the majority of people aren't ever going to experience
1: it. I made so many flow charts. (laughs) I had a whiteboard and I was like staying at my parents', and then my dad came in and looked at it and was like, I don't think the label like knows who they just like who they signed. Like you're like I'm going to be like and then and then, and and this yeah exactly. Like I've talked about this a couple of times before, but I really like the kind of like continuum of immersion. If this end is like ARG website's like going places and then this end is like they hear my song on like the Hyperpop playlist and then turn it off after like 1 second. Being able to as a listener be on any point in the scale and have it still work, I think is like the coolest thing you can do with like a project that goes for like making the songs sort of sound like individual songs rather than like having to connect to other songs to be perceived as like the, the way we wanted to, like having them stand alone from the album. I think I just got really into the idea of making that as wide as I could with my resources. Hopefully it's fulfilling for the people on this end. And also the people on this end.
0: And having so much material related to the album online in that way also made me It made me think about how, yes, there is a ton of stuff on the internet that does genuinely last forever. Like, you know, when our parents were like, oh, well, the internet is forever. Like, there is a lot of stuff like that, but also there's a lot of stuff that like rots away with time. Like, I, I think about the original like Blair Witch Project, like the forum boards and shit that they had and whatnot, like that's arguably like the most successful ARG ever made and you can't access it anymore. Yeah. It's like not on the internet anymore. So I'm wondering, like, how did you approach making like elements of this ARG, knowing that like at some point, like the sites are gonna break or like the hosting is gonna run out or in some way it's not going to be accessible in its current form
1: i think yeah i think it's like i wanted it to be accessible in a retrospective way too Mm. like people can look back on it and be like this was here this was here this was here like have a map of because that's also just how i learned about like i love bees and like all, all, all all the different sort of extensive arg stuff that like you know the hosting's not up anymore like i can't go through that myself but i can watch someone like who was there and knows all the different things like talk about it retrospectively it'll live forever still
0: in one form or
1: another. In one form or another, just not in its like original form. I'm waiting for the video essay. I want a video essay.
0: Somebody get on it. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. I got it. if I if I had like a spare month, yeah, I would put one you. together. But no matter how many new artists you discover, it seems like there's always gonna be a hundred more that you wish you found sooner. You watch the interviews. I know you know this was coming. What are some artists if you could pick a handful of artists to put our listeners onto right now,
1: who would you pick? Well, I gotta say Drake.
0: Oh, okay. Yeah. You're not the first person to do that. I know. Yeah. That's why I'm saying that. Okay, great.
1: His new album for all the dogs just came out. It's really good. <laughs> Should give it a listen.
0: If you're not tapped into Drake somehow, if you're
1: not tapped into Drake, like mm-hmm. what are you doing? I don't know. I was like there from day one. You know what I mean? Like
0: you were really in the six with him. I'm not scared of the six. You're <laughs> not scared of the six. I'm not. Sc- I'll say it. <laughs> Me personally, I kind <laughs> of am.
1: Yeah, you scared, scared, scared of the six? We're scared of the six. There's like a really cool scene. The kind of like Thatcher Blackwood, but also like I think Lanes in there too. Kind of of just people doing really kind of like proggy creative shit. The new Can of Bliss album is really good too. Amazing. Yeah. Yeah. It's really really cool. Very like theatrical i need to tap back in i've just been listening to like old shit it's bad i need to get out of this like nostalgia hole
0: you're like method acting like austin butler and like elvis or exactly. something you're like listening to old music to get into the wall socket vibe i'm um,
1: born in the wrong generation oh, i become one of those i'm kind of one of those girls
0: and on a similar note you've worked with quite a few people in the past but i'm sure there's still plenty more you want to work with so if you can name a handful of dream collaborators who would they be if you say drake i swear to fucking god i don't want to collaborate with drake. okay okay gotcha
1: I mean, I don't know. If he's watching, if, I mean, yeah. if you, I mean, like, <laughs> I mean, like, if you want, like, I don't know. Panthers. I think we can make a fun song. Breakance. Oh yeah, that could be fun. I want like a Skrillex remix.
0: Oh, I feel like that's it's a matter of time.
1: Skrillex comes when he wants to, you know. Like I can't force anybody's hand here. It just kind of has to like. We'll see. I feel like working with Skrillex would be really intimidating. I've heard he's a really nice guy, but I'd be scared.
0: would <laughs> be literally scared.
1: But if it was like a Skrillex remix, I would be like in this like pantheon of like Skrillex remixes.
0: You'd be etched into the halls of, uh, of Skrillex history. That's
1: what I'm saying. Other than that, I don't know. I'm kind of bad at working with people, I think, in a context where I'm not like expected to sing or write or do like a verse or something. Like, I would love to produce for like as many people as possible. Finally,
0: what are you looking to accomplish next? What can we expect from April Harper Gray going forward? I don't know. Hmm.
1: (laughs) I've got a question for you.
0: Okay. Okay. Oh, you mentioned you were going to say this until the yeah. end. Okay.
1: Why is it called The Blacklight? Oh,
0: my fucking God. Austin was just saying this to me the other day. Okay, so the story behind that, for people asking as well, I've been considering just retconning it and retconning. just calling, and just calling up the like, it
1: the it, I'm like, it freaks me out. I feel like I'm dyslexic or something.
0: Originally, yeah, I've heard multiple people have told me that. So, Backlight was originally underneath a magazine. They ended up shuttering and it went to a different magazine. And under that different magazine, we are coming up with names. We were just pitching names back and forth. It was my suggestion, so I bear the fault. Here, But we came up with blacklight because it's like, oh, you shine a blacklight on something. You see something there that you didn't previously see that you couldn't see previously. We're illuminating artists that like you otherwise wouldn't have found out about or whatever. That's what we were going for. In retrospect, people think like the publication is called blacklight people think it's called the backlight podcast yeah. like i i i think i'm just gonna wreck on it honestly. So i always
1: read the backlight podcast mm. and then i look at it for more than one second and i'm like there's like an extra l there what is it doing there yeah and it's on everyone like i was like oh like it's not like a it's not like a typo i didn't
0: fuck up yeah no yeah, yeah. no i i how about with this interview i'll wreck on it yeah. Yeah. let's go <laughs> <laughs> with this interview i'll go back and update all of them
1: let's go okay let's go so
0: um i think that's gonna wrap it up for us today thank you so much for coming out to beautiful leroy indiana with yep. me today
1: thank you you back like Noah.